Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis, and this is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be chatting with designer, author, and TV personality, my buddy, Debbie Travis, from her home in London, England. And we're going to find out what the scene is like there, plus how her beautiful retreat in Tuscany is doing. Beautiful Tuscany, Italy. Boy, so much is happening in the world. So let's talk to my dear friend, Debbie Travis. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. This is so much fun. And how are you, man? You good? I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I just, uh, in the mornings, what I do is I do the Chum 104.5 uh, morning show here in Toronto with the gang. And then I take a little bit of a break and then I start doing my podcast and I'm in loungewear today, Deb. Loungewear. You're very lucky. I put my bra on for the first time in three weeks. So, because I wasn't sure if you could be able to see me or not. So I thought I better put some clothes on. I, I well, just you know, hope Hans doesn't walk behind me because I can see well, you. How? Well, I want to <laughs> say something to you. I, I know you and Hans very well. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy and uh, to say I'm proud to be your friends. You are an extrovert. He's an introvert. So who's winning that battle with his isolation? Him, without a doubt. I mean, the thing is, it's like now there's no excuses. He can stay in his pajamas all day, lie on the sofa, watch the news 24 hours a day. You know, um, he just said to me, this is the conversation we just had okay. five minutes ago. He says, because uh, <laughs> I keep buying the wrong food. So we've got no bog roll, no toilet paper, but we've got loads of fruit. So he goes, there's a lot of uh, bad fruit in the fruit bowl. Yeah, okay. I said, well, would you like me to take it out? Or I could make a pie. And he says, uh, yeah, make a pie. I said, well, if you go in the freezer, I'm going to talk to Marilyn, get out some, there's some frozen pie dough. He says, we, well, which one's the freezer? The one at the bottom. Okay, and which one's the pie dough? The one in the box that says pie dough. I mean, it's like, and so we're at that stage now where I'm not doing so good because I'm a doer. I've got a million projects. And now it's like, why even bother getting up anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. When you do get up, though, Debbie, do you, ever, do you have a routine when you get up? Do you go, like, have your coffee, take a shower? Do, do you get dressed? What do you do? <laughs> we haven't had a shower for a bit. but <laughs> um, Well, the problem that they're having in London is the weather has been beautiful. Yeah. So people are really um, still going out for walks. So if you go down to the Thames, to the river, it's quite busy. If you go, And it's the joggers and the bikers. They're still quite near to you. So um, I, I tend to go really early before people are taking their kids or their dogs out because you really have to keep this, I would say, three meters, the size of a double, the size of a bed between you. The length of the bed should be what's between you. And, and people aren't sticking to it. Um, and so it gets quite busy on a sunny day and they're dreading Easter because I think they'll bring in the army here. But um, so I do get up and I try and go for a walk. And what I have been doing, which is fun, is, is kind of videotaping and taking pictures of the area and then kind of asking people if they want to come for a walk with me, which is kind of cute. That's but, and great. I, 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 I'm eating too much, like everybody. Um, you know, I went into this, oh, my God, I've got to bake. I'm not even, I'm eating things that I never eat. Why am I baking? I don't, I'm a, I'm a crappy baker. I don't particularly like baked goods. But you now can swear like, on this podcast, by the way, if you want to. Can I? Oh, well, bloody baker. We'll just edit it out, but you can swear on it. No, I mean, that's um, what I said. A friend of mine said, do you bake? And I go, well, yeah, probably once every 10 years. And um, and I said, the problem with baking, which I like is more than cooking, it's, it's, it's exact measurements. The problem is I will eat it and I don't want to. Exactly. So we're eating everything. I mean, we've got a butcher down the bottom of the road. So he gets, you know, 
he's got a good supplier and he gets eggs and bread and, and vegetables and stuff. So we're not having the problem that people, we don't have a car here, so we don't go to the big supermarkets, but I've got, to, I've actually got too much food, but I do have a, an old lady um, across the road that I'm keeping an eye on. She's 95 and she's Italian and she cooks really well. So I don't dare take a cook food, but I'm taking stuff over constantly and leaving it outside her door because uh, I'm a bit worried about her. But, I, I, you know, and then it's, it's what is very strange, I find, is the day goes really quick. You know, it's suddenly mm. like four or five o'clock and <laughs> then it's gin and tonic time. And then I get on the phone. And now, of course, I've got all my friends in Canada. Uh, we do a cocktail. But for me, it's kind of five, six o'clock. For them, it's still kind of like morning. <laughs> so they're like, oh, yeah, no what? kidding. <laughs> so they're drinking their Aperol spritz at 11.30. And I'm like, well, I'm not waiting uh, for you because I've been in bed by eight. Let's talk about, though, you know, with, with all that you do and all how busy that you are what? in real life and what, <laughs> b- before all this happened. I know you're still busy. Lots going on. Probably projects being created right now. How? Let's talk about the transition. I mean, I know you have your home in London. Let's talk about Italy and that beautiful place that you have. And you, you got there and then you had to leave and who's there and all that stuff. Well, it's, it's breaking everybody's heart, but, you know, I hope it's a lesson to everyone just how to handle this. But um, so it started to really blow up when I was there, I guess, about three and a half weeks ago. And I was due to come to London the week after. And um, I said to Hans, maybe I won't come. You know, maybe I'll just I, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to live in these three different places. And uh, Hans said, no, I booked you on a flight. You're leaving at lunchtime. I was like, what? Honestly, you're so wow. So, and it was the last, turned out to be the last flight. So I got out and um, I got to London and it was very strange because somebody in Canada asked me to do an interview on the radio. And I literally came through the middle of London. It was busy. It was like a normal day. I went on the radio and I said, ah, it's not a big deal here, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, everything changed within days. So right. and then Hans was in Canada and um, we had to make a decision very quickly. Where do we want to be? And um, we decided we wanted to be together. <laughs> big mistake. Um, but anyway, so he got one of the last flights out. And then, of course, we both had to quarantine for two weeks, which right. we're kind of just finishing now. And um, so that's why we ended up here. And one of the reasons I didn't stay in Italy is my language skills are pathetic. And um, I didn't really, if anything happened, want to end up in hospital there and not speak Italian. Um, And, you know, I mean, it's a great medical system there, but it's just, it's beyond overwhelmed now. It's just a nightmare. So so what I did was... We we are watching that on the news. We're watching that on the news. And I know, and I'm glad that you got out when you did. And I know that Jim and I have, my husband Jim and I visited you last year and how beautiful and grateful we were to be in that beautiful place of yours and how the beautiful surroundings. And you, you told me not too long ago that even to go up to the little village, mm. you have to have papers. Yeah. Like so you what can't they, just loop around. Yeah, you do what, yeah. to go anywhere. So what they've done yeah. is I've moved a couple of families who have small children into my house. <laughs> so I'm living in a little tiny cottage in London. They're living in this estate in Italy. So I'm kind of jealous, but um, but they've got small children. And you have to remember, most Italians live in apartments. They don't want the mortgage and the houses that we want. They they, right. they live a different kind of lifestyle. And it's, yeah. of course, it's very cramped after a month, and they cannot go out. So Eva, who looks after, she's this wonderful Polish 
girl and she has two small children so they've moved in so at least the kids can run around the land and eat my vegetables and all that kind of stuff and it's not easy for anybody but it's a little easier than being stuck in a one-bedroom apartment in the town Um, but in our village we've we've got just got some cases this week Um, it's one family but we have one supermarket in the village run by a mother and three daughters it's very funny normally because they scream at each other the whole time but they are basically cooking because we have a very elderly village the average age is about 80 and so they're wow. cooking for everybody there's only 60 people so they're making pizzas and lasagnas and and they're basically looking after the whole village it's quite remarkable and getting the supplies bringing them in and and very worried and you can only go in two people at a time into the shop and they're afraid because those people won't survive they're vulnerable they're so vulnerable they're very vulnerable, but but that you see the, the one of the reasons that this has happened in Italy is because you have the largest elderly population. Uh, something like 23% of the population is over 80. And this is because they're so healthy. And so what happened was they they got hit by this very badly. And um mm. But if you want to go out anywhere into the village, there are police barricades. And this has been going on for two or three weeks now. Um, so you have, we had to give everybody papers so that, but you can't go from what's called commune or little region or area um, at all. You must stay in your hood. You can't, you, you, a stranger can't come into our village. So what do you think, not when, because we don't know when, but what do you think and is going to happen when you return to Italy? How is th- how are things going to change for you? <laughs> no, the grass is going to be very long. <laughs> um, the grass well, will be long, sadly, the vegetables will be overgrown. Well, yeah. well, you know, she, she's eating them, hopefully. But um, it's remarkable, actually, what's happening to nature. But um, I, I think, well, sadly, we've had to cancel the, the first. We had This is our busiest year yet. We had car rallies nutrition weeks, health weeks, girls getaways. This was our big, big year, like 10, 11 retreats. And so, of course, May is cancelled, June is cancelled. And today, I know uh, we'll start thinking about what we do about July. I think it's going to take, I think the whole world is going to have a cleanup period. So, you know, we're all waiting for that day, but it's not going to be a day where we all just run out and head to the pub we're, we're going to have no. to be and I think it will all change I think we'll all change a lot but I think we'll be um we'll be wearing masks washing our hands for the rest of our lives and uh, but I think it will take a few months I'm hoping because the hospitality business obviously everywhere but Italy it's kind of its main one of its main industries and I, I hope people will you know once they feel safe to travel that they'll start everybody's I think the restaurants in your own even your local restaurant we have to find ways to support them I have a, quite a few friends in Toronto who have restaurants and they're, they're devastated and we have to support these small industries to get back um, and the hospitality business in Italy I hope people are going to go you know what let's let's just enjoy life we're safe now you know don't mm-hmm. go doom and gloom on it because uh, we need to get back to these beautiful parts of the world beautiful places yeah and these great and i and getting back to some of our senior friends that um um that the reason i think they've lasted so long in italy is the good food being surrounded by family they walk everywhere 
right? Well, like exactly. And, and also, um, this is something that I'm doing another book next year. And this is something I've been writing about for the last year. And one of the things that hasn't helped them is their community. So people, are, they're very mm. tight groups. So they... Um, you know, they, they all sit in the bar at night, they walk together, they're hand in hand. Every, I mean, three and a half, four weeks ago, I'm hugging and kissing people. It's the normal thing that you do there, right. you know? And right. this, is, this is what kind of exploded this much, much faster than many other countries and, um, and the same in Spain. Yeah, yeah. So now um, you, you, like all the rest of us, you and Hans are waiting it out to see that you know, every time there's the beginning of a of a month, we're now looking at okay, let's look at the following two to three months and see where we are and what we're going to do. Now, where I I, I want to know where your sons are and and how often do you check in on them? How are you doing with that? Well, that's one of the you know, there's always a silver lining to some of this. I think obviously nature, the world is loving us all, taking a step back. But uh, yes. the other is our kids because they're bored as well. My children have never called me as much as they have in the last two weeks. What are you doing, mom? I'm like, oh, well, and they never do that, you know. So um, uh, the youngest one, Max, he's in Toronto. Uh, he's, he's snuggled down with his girlfriend and they seem they're cooking a lot and they go out and, you know, he's, he's taking a lot of, he's a photographer, so he's taking a lot of pictures on the street of people. And, um, but obviously work has stopped. Um, and my other son, as you know, is a humanitarian and um, he is with his organization, which is Doctors Without Borders, and he's in Africa. So luckily with the technology, we have uh, chat rooms, so we all get on. Um, his job is, is terrifying, but he's, 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 he's very, very busy. Um, but we do talk nearly every day. And his girlfriend uh, Kate is with the Red Cross. She arrived here uh, about a week ago. So she's in quarantine and normally we all live together here, but um, we couldn't because of the quarantine. So we managed, a friend gave us a house next door. So I dropped food off for the old lady across the road. I dropped uh, mm -hmm. food off for her. So I'm like the delivery service with my mask on every day, going down to the shop, getting food. You know, I like it. And, 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 and the other thing that happens here is every day at eight o'clock in the evening, Everybody goes on the street throughout the whole of Britain and bangs pots and pans and shouts for the NHS, which is our health service, who are doing a remark, like all nurses and doctors. It is, I yeah. think what this has done, given us an appreciation of these people and what they do, even your garbage men. Now I wave at them and go, thank you. Can you imagine if the garbage stops? And oh, you really, That's an essential we, service. It is. Mm -hmm. Start to mm -hmm. appreciate the supermarket ladies, but what was a, there's a lady, an Indian lady in our local supermarket down the road, a tiny little supermarket, and she's volunteering. And I said, that's just so wonderful of you. She said, well, it's better than being at home. She said, I can't stand it. I've got five children. <laughs> so she's left her kids with her husband. But she said, I'd rather work in the supermarket. But you really appreciate these people. And, you know, they're, literally I go down, they're stacking the shelves. If you don't go at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, there's no lemons, there's nothing. There's no fresh food. Food. so you go in and you kind of take what you can when you can but um do you remember yeah. that book that you wrote do you remember that book you wrote design your next chapter mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that one um we've had a lot of time to sit back and think and uh, although we're dealing with some family things and uh the, and we are isolating sometimes 
I was, uh, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. She said to, to isolate, to really isolate in her home, she's locking herself in the bathroom for an hour. Um, but it's time to really think about what you like to do, what you don't like to do, how to change your schedule to push the reset. How are you going to change what you do? Is there anything when you look at how busy, and I know you like to be busy, when you push that reset button, are you going to do that? And what is it going to look like for Debbie Travis? You know, it's a great question. And I think it's a question that um, we're all kind of asking ourselves because, you know, I wrote this book, of course, not knowing, and the book and the paperback came out this week. Um, and, how, about that? Uh, how about that for timing, Debbie? Great timing, as per usual, Debbie Travis. Um, well, you can get yeah. it. You can get it on uh, Amazon and Indigo and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, but but it's doing very well, um, you know, because this is it. The one thing we've been gifted is this time, and our biggest kind of excuse we all have is, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't know. I, you, you, sometimes you just don't have time to catch up on yourself, especially when you're in the middle of something. You don't have time to plan ahead. And now we've all been gifted this. And, you know, we don't want to waste it. We don't want to suddenly arrive in May and go, I should have used this. You know, I put on 20 pounds and that's about it. You know, we should really use it. And with me, I think it really, you know, now I've cancelled uh, these first, you know, the spring and maybe the summer of these retreats. At first, I was, I'm heartbroken for the women who were coming because it's a holiday of a lifetime. But also I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Well, maybe I'll just just live, you know, and, and go for bike rides and walks and not have to worry about other stuff and just enjoy the property I built. Um, it's kind of like being in semi-retirement in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for many, many people, it is, it is time to say, you know what, do I need all that? And that's what I did a few years ago. That's why I wrote the book. I felt that I didn't need all of this. I didn't need so much. You know, I love the television business like you. I love it. But I, 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 I felt like, you know what, it's time to move on. Let somebody else do what I do. And stop chasing and being that hamster in the wheel and, and start to breathe a bit. And, and that's what I did. But of course, then I did Italy and that grew into something really big. But I think it's a good time for us all to reassess, rethink. You know, now's the time to get a pen and paper out and start jotting down the dreams. You know, what is it you've yeah. always wanted to do? Um, you know, to bake, to dance, to sing, to write. Then work out how you want to do it and then how you can do it. And everybody, believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. There are ways and means. And I think a lot of people, I know more people will work from home after this. People are enjoying I think so time. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, think I think I think a lot of I think a lot of businesses are gonna change and they're gonna say these jobs can be done from home. So they don't have to have all that uh, real estate, commercial real estate is gonna change. It's interesting. I you know, I don't wish anyone to lose their job, but I, I, this is like, this is like putting the brakes on how the world was functioning and it's really going to shift it into a different direction. The, you know, I don't like the fact that the world is sick. That does not, that's very upsetting to me, but it, it will. And it does, like you say, make us think about what we can do, uh, whether our schedules are busy or what we, that we don't spend enough time with our kids or whatever. It's about what you're going to do next. This is the time we don't know when that, when it's going to end. But you're absolutely right. We, it's a good time to think about it. And also, I was told, 
don't think we're going to go all in when we when we get the clearance to go back outside. We're going to tiptoe back in. What is that going to look like? And it's kind of a it's a good discussion to have with yourself, with your husband, your children. You know when you said you know when you said uh, what's your routine? Well, if I have been stuck here, say for whatever reason, and I had nothing much to do during the day, I would have gone shopping. Yeah. That's what a lot of women do. And it's like mm. now, even online shopping. First of all, the Amazon guys run up and down the street all day long, and I'm thinking I'm not going to waste their time by getting. And what am I going to buy? Because by the time it comes, I'm not, who am I dressing for? I have worn five pairs of pajamas in three weeks. My clothes are still in the cupboard. And you know what? I don't think I need much more. So one thing, I'm, I might talk to Peter, actually, because I think it's about yeah. reducing your I don't need to go shopping and buy a load of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe I'm going to have like four outfits for the year, a posh outfit, you know, a going shopping outfit, a business outfit. I'm tired. You get tired of stuff. And I actually quite like that about kind of what's going on now, um, that we don't really need that much stuff. Have you gone through your cupboards and eliminated some things already? Well, I started, you know, I was really eager beaver the first week and I was like, right, Monday, I'm going to do this. Tuesday, I'm going to do the sock drawer. Wednesday, I'm going to clean the bathroom. And um, that kind of fizzled out as I went back to Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be, and there's always another show, but actually, I think I finished. I don't think there's anything left for me to watch. But yeah, I started to do a few drawers. Um, but, you know, there is, we all know there's a million, I have a paint cupboard in the house. I know I've got to clean that out. And then uh, I get more fun just playing on Instagram, I think. Uh, you know when you, it shows you how many hours you've been on? <laughs> I was like, oh, 11, yeah. it was the 11 or something. I'm like, oh! I know. You can go down the rabbit hole on that one. I, um, without you a know. doubt. But you get to know people and you get to know you how do. similar we all are. And it, the thing is that I find I jump from being very overwhelmed. I'll suddenly get, um, and you know, mm. I know I've, 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 I lost a friend three days ago from this virus in New York. I'm sorry. Somebody I've I'm known so for sorry. 25 years, a photographer. And it, I just got the email. And, and so I, I tend to go from very overwhelmed because I'm like you. I, I function best when I've got control. When I know what I'm doing, I know how much money I've got, where I'm going on holiday. I like control. Not being a control freak so much, but I like being... But knowing, knowing, no, knowing. I just not like right. to know what's going yeah. on. And I with gotcha. this, we've lost control because we, we're really relying on the scientists now. That's it. And, and all the medics. And, mm-hmm. and relying on this thing to go away and not come back. And then I go... And I go to Joy because you can hear the birds now. There's no planes outside. There's very few cars. The blossoms coming out. You know, I'm, so you have this suddenly feeling of, of uh, joy. And then, then it slaps you down again. So I find, and I'm sure everybody feels the same way, I, I find myself bursting into tears sometimes and, and just, just being overwhelmed and, 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 and afraid. Like you say, the, the world is hurting. and we must never let this get out of control again. We weren't ready. Uh, we weren't ready. And that's the, mm-hmm. that's the thing we must never forget. And I think we'll be having our temperatures change, you know, check like we go through security for the rest of our lives. Um, but you also, you also know who you love. And I yes, think, that's for sure. Isn't that amazing? I have had mm-hmm. people from kindergarten call me up. I'm like, hello, you know, and I, I haven't seen you for 50 years. And I'm like, what you know and and mm-hmm. i've been on the phone 
nonstop. And it's been, then it, that has it, made. That's, that's made a comeback. The has, phone and the TV made a comeback. It has, it is just chatting like the old days. And, and that, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I'm lying on the sofa with that and I'm just chatting away like I did as a teenager. And, you know, and it doesn't matter if you say, oh, I was, I was talking to somebody last night from Montreal and I said, and, and how was your husband? He said, oh, he died Debbie five years ago. I said, oh God, sorry. <laughs> But we hadn't been in touch. But, you know, life goes on. No, I know. And 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 I, yeah. that I find wonderful. And I hope we keep all that up because we were just always too busy. You know, we work hard. Mm. Life just takes us over. And it's like stepping back a bit now. And um, mm. mm-hmm. so I have left that. The other thing we've done, which I, I really suggest to everybody, a big thing in the UK, as you know, are pubs. And pubs do quiz nights. And they're usually very drunken and riotous and a lot of fun. So through Zoom, you, we do it. So we've had 40 people once a week. It's our kids, their friends, our friends, everybody dressed. We've got people in Canada, people in London, people are wearing funny hats. Everybody's got that. So what do you do? How do you do this game? I want to know how so to what, do this so game. We do a quiz. So one person's in charge. So each week okay. it's a different person and they come up with questions. So you can have sports questions, which I'm useless at. You can have movie questions. You can have, so, so a couple like you and Jim would come up with five sections and each section has say 10 or 15 questions. And then you all go on this screen, right? So you've got this kind of screen on zoom and um, the, the host will say, okay, right. Who won the hockey match in 1973 and da, 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 da. and and everybody marks it down and you have to be honest of course and, and of course I know some of the kids were looking on their phones to get the answers yeah no no you yeah. can't google no searching yeah <laughs> yeah googling, I know so but it doesn't really matter but everybody's shouting and laughing because at some of the questions of course they did a music one well for the for the kind of the younger ones that that I don't know anybody in it today and uh, you'd be good at it and and then at the end you all mark your papers and s- somebody wins and you know and that's it and then the next week um, somebody else takes it over and they come up with the questions and you can actually and there's drinking there's drinking in between us is what you're saying throughout throughout you're drinking all the way throughout through. okay very good so but you can see yeah. each other and everybody's in there some people walk off last week somebody was having their dinner in the background and I said you know, what's David doing in the back? So he's having his, his dinner. I'm like, oh, okay then. And and everybody starts arguing and you're an idiot and you're an idiot. And my kids were on, um, you know, in Canada and, 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 and somebody, you know, people on in the next street and somebody on in Wales. And so it, it was, it was great. And it's just silly. It's for about two hours, but you could do shorter ones. So that's a well, great we need way to some, get it. We need some fun time. It's fun. Yeah. And it's the same doing cocktail hour. We actually, when we put, when we do the cocktail hour with friends, we actually pour it. Even if you don't have a, even if you're on the phone, we all have to show that we're drinking something. It can be water if you want, but you know, it's just, the, we are such social animals. And I think that's yeah. what proved it. We find it incredibly difficult not to chatter and meet people. It, it's really hard. Who, why is it so difficult to stay two to three meters apart? Because we're people, you know, we just, and yeah. I think that's wonderful and we mustn't forget that. Never. No. Um, I want everyone to know that Debbie Travis makes the best Aperol spritz. <laughs> I've tried to duplicate what you've done. So give us the recipe before we have to say goodbye to you, Deb. What do you, how do you make your Aperol spritz so fantastic? 
Well, what makes mine different is we we buy Aperol, like you get, it's the same Aperol everywhere. You can use yeah. water as for wussies, or you can use Prosecco, but I put a little bit of limoncello in. So oh. you make this. So limoncello is quite strong, but it's quite sweet and lemony. So I have the Aperol, which, and that turns the bright orange, which is quite luminous, as you know, into more of a peachy color, which is lovely. How do they follow you, Debbie Travis? Oh, well, Instagram's the best. I love Instagram. Um, so it's Debbie underscore Travis. All right. Debbie Travis, my dear friend, you look well. I don't see your roots showing from here. You no, look but pretty I, good, honestly, girlfriend. I need to get Aaron to walk me through it because I bought for the first time. I have never honestly dyed my own hair since maybe I was 15 or something. Oh, my gosh. Purple. How are yours doing? Mine are about an mine are, inch. Minor, minor. I, I'm. I got a little oh, halo of gray, little halo of gray, and then there's the blonde. Um, yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like in a couple of weeks, but we wish you the very best. Thanks, Debbie, for talking, Thank you, and love. I know we'll talk soon, honey. And all the best to your sons and to your husband, Debbie Travis. Everyone, a wonderful person who is. If you to isolate Debbie Travis is not an easy thing. It takes the world and a government to do so but we're so glad to talk to you. You look well. Stay well, Deb. Bye. Good luck with the podcast. What a great idea. Thank you, honey. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.